to another episode of Connect the Knot. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Julia Hurley, connecting the nation with Knoxville, Tennessee. Today's guest is an all-time personal favorite person of mine, a very close friend and supporter for many years, Michelle Lewis. And Michelle is the director of the Loudoun County Education Foundation. And Loudoun County touches Knox County and we actually share a school district. We share a lot of the same traffic patterns. We share a lot of the same shopping and employees. So it is extremely important to get to know the Education Foundation in Loudoun County as it does also affect Knox County. So Michelle, thank you for your time. Thank you for being here today. Tell us a little bit about you, how you ended up in this specific um, area and just Take it from there. All right. Um, thank you for having me, Julia. As you said, I'm Michelle Lewis. I'm the executive director of the Loudoun County Education Foundation, and I have held this position for 11 years as of October the 18th. So um, I'm very proud to, to be in this position. I feel like I have the opportunity to do a good, uh, a lot of good work for Loudoun County. And, and as you say, as it affects uh, Knoxville, which I'm actually from and, and live in Knoxville, so um, you you asked me how I ended up in Loudoun County and in this position. So I have always uh, kind of worked in nonprofit. My education, I have a degree from the University of Tennessee in public relations, communications. Uh, so I worked with the Knoxville Museum of Art. I worked with Florence Crittenden. And then eventually um, I applied for an executive director position here in Loudoun County for the Education Foundation. I come from a family of educators. My father taught at Farragut High School, where I graduated from. Uh, my aunt teaches at UT. My other aunt and uncle both teach in Maryville. So as I said, it's kind of the family profession. And um, so when I saw the opportunity to support education in Loudoun County, it felt like a true calling. And so I applied for the position and was the lucky candidate. And 11 years later, here I am. Tell us how it started. Like, the, I'm sure the Loudoun Cation, but it hasn't always been here. Tell us how the Education Foundation started and kind of where it's gone in the last 11 years. Like, what have you seen change in education as a whole, in the foundation, in growth? Tell us about that. Uh, when I first started with the foundation, um, I had a lot to learn, obviously, the foundation had been going as an individual organization since 1998. It started as a program of the Loudoun County Chamber of Commerce. Um, the Chamber of Commerce began the Education Foundation as an outcry from the community for um, support from the Chamber for Education. And even though we became a standalone organization, that was mostly so that we could be a 501c3. The chamber is not a 501c3. So when people contribute to the foundation, it is tax deductible. And uh, But we're still sort of the stepchild of the chamber. We rent office space with them and and uh, and, and rely a lot on them for um, office equipment and things like that that help keeps our costs down so that we can contribute the most that we possibly can to education. Um, when I started with the foundation, it actually had sort of a backward business model. The schools were really kind of supporting the foundation as opposed to the foundation supporting the schools. Um, the schools were funding programs that the director of the foundation was going into the schools and providing for the students. But right around um, 2010, 2011, which is pretty close to right before I started, um, 
the um, the education model overall kind of turned to where it was much more testing and uh, state standards and that sort of thing. So obviously, there's nothing that I can provide to a student that would benefit pulling them out of a classroom with a, a degreed teacher uh, who's teaching to curriculum. So you know, we really took a long, hard look at that and decided that we we needed to to really adjust how we support the schools. Um, mostly, what we do are classroom grants. And so I work very hard to raise funds in the community so that teachers have the opportunity to write grants to me for classroom projects. So we don't support uh, budgetary needs. We don't support bricks and mortar. So we're, we're not here to provide the schools with money that they're already receiving through, you know, county budgets and such. But, but this is to give teachers the opportunity to reach out and get funds for things that they don't have access to through their normal budgets. Of course, teachers are the ones who know what's going to grab a student and, and make them want to learn. And so when teachers have the opportunity to access funds like that, then our kids benefit. And when we have an educated workforce, an educated community, then everybody benefits. Um, our, our slogan, our motto is education is the foundation of a successful community. And, and we believe that very strongly. So, um, so there's been a lot of changes since I first started with the foundation. We were probably contributing maybe $25,000 a year. And as I said, a lot of those funds were actually coming straight from the schools. Um, since I started with the, the foundation, we have contributed over $950,000 to education in Loudoun County. Um, we do that through individual contributions and uh, corporate and business contributions. Um, we do not receive uh, government funding really at all. So um, the city of Lenore uh, contributes uh, to us annually to assist with one of our um, fundraisers, Run Loco. But uh, that is the only municipality that's contributing to the foundation. Uh, the city of Loudoun donates services, and so we get support that way. But um, overall, that is, that's how we raise our money. Um, one of the things I think you asked me about earlier was the Imagination Library. And uh, most people think that Dolly Parton pays for all of it, but Dolly's actually the initiator and a partner of the program. So each county that has an Imagination Library has to have a host organization that accepts the fundraising responsibility for that program. In Loudoun County, we have 1,950 kids enrolled right now. Wow. Is, yeah. And we, wow. Are, we are, that's 73% of our saturation of eligible kids in our county. And we're one of the top counties in Tennessee. So um, while Knox County may have more kids enrolled in their program, um, percentage-wise, you know, it, it might be less than what than what we have. But um, And I'm not going to say that's true with Knox County because it may not be. But we are one of the top counties in Tennessee. Um <clears throat> But we, we have the responsibility of raising $25 per child per year. So um, that would be about $48,000, dollars $49,000 a year for us to raise. But we do have the benefit of the Governor's Early Literacy Program Foundation in Tennessee, and they help with $12.5 for that. So $12.50 from them, $12.50 for us. So it's a bottom line of about $25,000 for our budget annually, annually to provide that benefit and resource to the kids in Loudoun County. Pain head to toe? Go see Dr. Joe. Certified sports chiropractor with specialties in dry needling, soft tissue therapy, TENS unit targeting, and spinal manipulation. 
15 years of athletic chiropractic training at your service right here in Knoxville, located off of South Peters Road. That's Dr. Joe Cairo at GoSeeDrJoe.com. Call the office today or visit our website. Yeah, I, I had Imagination Library growing up, so I know that the effects of that are, li- are lifelong. They're long-term effects. I mean, I remember growing up around kids who had no books, and those were the only books they got. So, I mean, that was, it's a staple. It's a staple need, I think, for every county, and especially counties, at, you know, that butt up against larger counties like Knox County that gets most of the time attention and resources for the outlying rural communities to get that that program so that's fantastic what are your biggest fundraisers of the year and what does that look like like basically your fiscal you don't get a break you're 365 fundraising <laughs> I, I can only imagine every single person that you talk to you're at the grocery store and you over here like 1031 exchange you're like donate so it's you know what what are your biggest fundraisers I'm always looking for those opportunities. Um, COVID has changed some of, of, of how we do things and what we're doing. Um, we used to do a dine out for education, very similar to what Knoxville has, where we ask restaurants to participate and then they contribute 10%. But of course, COVID just really hit restaurants hard and they have not recovered yet. Service staff, food costs, all of those things. So we're trying to be sensitive to um, to that and and not hit restaurants when they're down. So instead of doing... Uh, a day where we ask for contributions from restaurants, we changed that to a pancake breakfast. Um, last year, that was supported by Aubrey's, who are a huge community neighbor and always do so much and support us so very much. So so that, that was a little different than what we've done in the past. Um, we have been working with Del Conca for several years. They, they were doing a, a tile sale for us, but as of last year, they determined that we would now make that an annual event. I'm very excited about that. Um, that sale will be the um, the first Saturday in May, and it'll be annual. So if you're doing a DIY project at home, don't buy tile at <laughs> top prices. Come to the Del Conca sale. It's Italian tile. It's made here in Loudoun County. It's beautiful. And they're selling it for $0.30 cents to $0.50 cents square foot during our sale. So I've seen people pull in with, you know, trucks with trailers behind them and load the whole thing up and spend $300. So, you know, you could tile your entire front yard, house and backyard you know, for, for just a small amount of money and support education at the same time. So so that's going to be a new standing event that I'm, I'm very excited about. I think we have a lot of potential, you know, as much tile as we can sell, we can make money off of. Um, we have our Run Loco Marathon. That's going to be December 3rd this year. And uh, that's a marathon, half marathon, and 5K. And um, that's been going very well. COVID obviously had a, a big hit on that in 2020. We had to cancel the event. So um, normally it takes about three years to build an event like that. We're in our fourth right now. But having had COVID kind of hit in the middle of it, we're still working on that event to build it to, to its greatest potential. Um, but it brings people in from Knoxville. It brings people in. Actually, we have 14 states represented so far this year signed up to run. And yeah, so so that really draws people into the to the entire area. So when people are coming in from New York, Kansas, North Carolina, I mean, all over the place, you know, they're definitely going to go to Knoxville. They're definitely going to go, you know, to different sites around and hopefully spend lots of money in Loudoun County, too. <laughs> Loudoun County's not an easy run. These roads are up and down like this. I mean, people, it's a Boston qualifier, correct? Yes, it is. Yes, That's it a is. Big it's deal. A Boston qualifier. That's a big deal because we have quite a few people that have relocated that are runners. And a lot of leaders in the communities that are runners 
who are looking to, to qualify for Boston so they can get into the New York as well. So that is, that is an opportunity for people. I don't think they are aware. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. What else you got? I know um, you do. Do you all still do the bus, the fill the bus? Well, we do something a little different this year because, okay. um, and there again, when I, when I started with the foundation, they did stuff the bus. We parked the bus on tax-free weekend in Walmart parking lot which always fell like first weekend in August. So of course, it was 190 degrees in the parking lot at Walmart. <laughs> I lost at least five pounds every day. But um, but little by little, um, some of the other organizations in town started picking up efforts and stuff in backpacks. And so what we found is that a lot of churches, um, the uh, Good Samaritan Center uh, were offering backpacks to kids. So most people were already contributing to those efforts. And we never want to duplicate, and we also don't want to take away from other nonprofits. So we decided that we would do it a little differently. Um, one of the things that we were hearing is that with our Stuff the Bus, we were getting a lot of uh, repetitive products. So they were getting like, at, at the time, like a whole big bunch of hand sanitizer and, you know, maybe not enough magic markers. So we decided we'd do something a little different and uh, raise money. So we now have what's called Banking on Education. We That's get local- right. Yeah. Sorry interrupt you i remember i've got i was like there is another fundraiser that i really love and i forgot the name of it yes banking on education so we have local banks we usually have four banks that contribute a 500 prize each and then we sell a hundred chances for each 500 prize each chance is twenty dollars so you have a one in 100 chance of winning 500 for just a 20 dollar contribution and um, from that, we have contributed a minimum of $4,000 a year to the school systems so that they have a resource. So when those backpacks are depleted and those kids don't have any supplies, what happens is teachers go to their own pockets and buy those things. So now they can go to the Family Resource Center and say, hey, Susan Fox or hey, Cindy Purdy, I need you know this amount of money or I need this amount of you know magic markers or composition books or whatever it is they need. So we help support with classroom supplies that way. So we have Banking on Education, Dine Out for Education, Run Loco for Education. <laughs> we have DYI for Education. And um, and then we also have our um, celebration of excellence in education, and that's in March. And that's where we acknowledge 200 students from uh, the Lenore City and Loudoun County school systems for um, for being outstanding in their classes. Out of those 200, we choose 20 grade level um, winners and then four finalists. And those four are submitted to the um international leadership network and have an opportunity to compete nationally. And we have had several national winners that have won prizes from um, the international network as well. We usually have about 1,200 to 1,500 people uh, show up to that event to see those children um, come across the stage and win prizes. We acknowledge um, 12 teachers, six from each school system. And then we also have our essay contest which is sponsored by Full On Insurance, that we contrib- that we um, have three winners for uh, three different grade levels. So there's nine winners total, and we give out $1,050 in prizes for the essay contest winners. Um, all total that night, we give out $3,050 in prize money. But that, that event, we also have sponsors for, and the money that we raise through that event is what we fund our Great Idea uh, classroom grants with. So it all goes back around. It's all connected. I it's think all that's connected. it's all connected with connection. With Knox. It's all connected. It's, mm-hmm. it's an entire trickle down system and every single person plays a part 
even during COVID, we didn't shut our schools all the way down. I mean, we had the option. So there was still a need. And I think a lot of the financing from the school district itself was getting depleted. And a lot of parents were getting depleted. And how did the Education Foundation stay solvent? And how did you reach those teachers and parents through those times? Hmm. Well, that was, you know, it, it was a difficult time because there there wasn't a lot of, uh, of movement in between. Unfortunately, we weren't able to even do Young Achievers in person that year. It was the first time in over 28 years that that event hadn't been held in person. Um, we were still able to acknowledge our Young Achievers and make awards and, and mail those out and notify the schools so they were able to publish those names and those sorts of things. So um, we were still fundraising. We were still able to uh, award classroom grants. We still did banking on education. We still uh, supplied classroom supplies, funds. So so we tried very hard to, to keep things going. As I said, um, we did have to cancel Run Loco that year as well. So um, it, you know, those effects weren't necessarily felt right then where, you know, we, we had funds together and, and people met their commitments for that year, but it's the years that come have come after that have gotten more difficult for fundraising. I'm sure every nonprofit you talk to will say the same thing. It's, it's just a hard and uh, economic environment right now to raise money in, but you know, it's important. It's, it's an absolute important job to do and it makes a difference. You know, we've been able to contribute microscopes to Greenback books to Fort Loudon Middle. I mean, I could tell you just incredible stories about things that teachers have been able to do with grant funding and how it's it's encouraged the kids. But just even one small project, one teacher asked for money for a, an escape room and it's based on mathematics. And so, yeah, exactly. And so the kids know as they're learning each section, like if they're working on fractions, they know they're going to have to use fractions to figure out the clues to win the escape room. They are motivated. You know, they are ready. They, they know this is going to help them win the game. And so, you know, those sorts of things, like I said, you know, teachers know what, you know, what kids are going to want to do. So being able to fund those sorts of things have just been really important. And to I continue. love that. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Now, what was the event that you had that we came to where you celebrated the World's Fair and had that big event? <laughs> because I, I have to tell you right now, that was probably the most fun thing we did yeah. almost the whole year. We get invited to a ton of not-for-profit events. Your event was so much fun. <laughs> what was yeah. that event? Okay, so um, so our galas are a little different than than most galas. Um, our galas, first of all, are a donor appreciation. So you received an invitation to that because you're a supporter of the Education Foundation. So thank you very much. And and that and that evening, making sure that everybody has a good time is is our way of 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 saying thank you. So um, our galas. Right now, for the past couple of years, we've been playing trivia during our galas, and we have some sort of theme. So this past year was uh, based on the World's Fair because it was forty the 40th anniversary of the World's Fair. Uh, the year before, we did the Love Boat Gala because we were all had been in lockdown and everybody needed a cruise. The year before that, we did the Summer of Love Gala because it was the 50th year anniversary of Woodstock, Sesame Street, the landing on the moon. So everybody came dressed as hippies. <laughs> and yeah, so so we have so much fun and we give away prizes. And I mean, the prizes start off from anything from like bank swag, like, you know, earbuds. I that, want a whole tree, you know? like a whole grown tree. Yeah. And- 40 years to grow a tree. Oh my God, yeah. I want a whole tree. That is a whole tree. perfect gift. Absolutely. I loved it. 
Congratulations. I didn't realize you got the tree. <laughs> I got the tree. I got the tree. I actually swapped it with the people in front of me. They really, whatever it was that I actually got, I think I got a hundred dollar gift card to Aubrey's. And I'm going to tell you right now, every podcast we have recorded, I will ask somebody, what's your favorite restaurant? And they said, Aubrey's. Aubrey's. Every <laughs> single time. Like, Aubrey's, I'm going to have to get the guy on here and have to get him on here as a podcast guest. But Aubrey's is showing up. But I got the $100 gift certificate to Aubrey's. And I giggled because I said, you know, I eat at Aubrey's so often anyway <laughs> that the people across from me had just moved here and they had not eaten at Aubrey's yet. And I was like, I will trade you for that tree. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, you want a tree? I was like, I want the tree. I want the tree. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And it's not just the tree. It's installation as well. So Exactly. Yeah. It's oxygenation, it's beautification. It's events like that that you have so much fun with and you don't even know who all the donors are until you get to that event at the end of the year. And then it's an opportunity to meet all the businesses in like 13 counties that show up and you're like, I had no idea that you contribute to Loudoun County Education Foundation. That's amazing. And it's people you see all the time and you don't think about it. And so you are connecting all of these people through education and for these kids what do you see as the future? Because, you know, Knox County itself is the hub. It's our biggest city. And they are exploding growth-wise. Although, in the last census, a decade, Loudoun County was the largest percentage growth. Knox County is still the largest growth county. And they are pushing out of the city limits. Butting up to Farragut, Loudoun County, Lenore City, shares some of a school district. And we kind of half a little bit of the city itself into that. How do you anticipate managing partnering with the Knox County School District, really more fair again at this point, and moving forward to what they need and incorporating and saying and keeping safe just Loudoun County Education Foundation? Because keeping that separate is a big deal. Yeah, um, that's, you know, I, I'm going to admit that those are probably larger questions than than my arena. Um, but but what I what I'm very aware of, is, especially since I live in Knox County and I work in Loudoun County, um, and so I, I deal with you know daily traffic going both ways. And and what I know is that many many Loudoun Countyans work in Knox County. Um, having an educated workforce in Loudoun County benefits the surrounding counties because they're drawing from our labor force. Um, many Knox Countyans work in Loudoun also, but, you know, little by little, you see that that traffic pattern is starting to even up a little bit. But when I first started working at the foundation, driving from Westtown Mall to, you know, downtown city of Loudoun took me all of 20 minutes. Now it's taking me an hour to get from Loudoun to Knoxville. And that's because there's so much traffic, you know, and when I was, when I first started, you could, I would just be whizzing by and I'd look over in that lane going the other way and, and they were at a dead still. So, you know, it's starting to even out as far as the work exchange, but there's been so many people from Loudoun County that have supported Knoxville through their work efforts, through their labor for, for so very many years and vice versa. So when we have Knox County people working in Loudoun County, they're getting gas here. They're going to lunch here. You know, they're still spending their dollars here. Same thing with us, you know. But as long as we have that educated workforce, then we still have that foundation for Loudoun to continue to grow, you know, and, and to protect the assets that we have here and, and keep those two counties, you know, separate. Because, you know, if Loudoun can't, you know, sustain itself, then then it's going to become Knox County. You know? Right. So, 
So right. ultimately, you know, keeping making sure that that we maintain a good education system and we have an amazing education system here in Loudoun County. We have reward schools. You know, we our schools are constantly being acknowledged. Our teachers, we have one of the um, I think um, the teacher of the year came from from Loudoun County this year for, you know, statewide recognition. So, you know, we have quality programs. We have excellent schools here. So, you know, as people move into this area and look at schools, as people move into the area and go, do I want to live in Knox County and go to Knox County schools where you have schools that are, you know, busting at the seams or do I want to go to Loudoun County where I have a smaller, you know, classroom size, you know, more teacher attention, you know, that sort of thing. It's, it's just all important, all of it. We all know that real estate is location, location, location. Our team at Just Homes Group, Realty Executives, has the true expertise, pairing buyers and sellers with the right opportunities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell a home right here in Knoxville, Lenore City, Clinton, or Farragut, we have the expertise throughout every Knoxville surrounding area. Call Just Homes Group Realty Executives today at 865-693-3232. Well, it is all connected, obviously. Everything that impacts Knox County impacts Loudoun County and vice versa. And you made a very good point there, something that I don't think a lot of people inside of their own individual counties, and that counts for Blount County, Union County, Anderson County, uh, Monroe County, they don't think hey, my educated workforce contributes to the success of the larger cities. And I think that is something that you brought up. And I think that is a fantastic point, which is even more relevant to support the Education Foundation. Michelle, just a couple of minutes left. Where can people find you? Where can they help you? Where can they contribute? Um, so my website is lceftn.org, Loudoun County Education Foundation, Tennessee.org. So you can go there. You can read all about the Education Foundation. We didn't even talk about the leadership program, which comes under our umbrella as well. Uh, you can find a contribute button there. You can um, contribute to scholarships, classroom grants, Imagination Library, all of the things that we fund in this community. And it, you know, it really does take take a village, you know, to, to raise these kids. And, and we're trying to do our part. So any help that we get is greatly appreciated. I love that. And I love contributing to the Education Foundation. I, it's very near and dear to my heart. And I appreciate all that you do. I have just a couple of, we call them the fire round questions in the Knox <laughs> County area. That's so, favorite restaurant? My favorite restaurant? Um, well, Aubrey's, of course. Um, I love the sitar. The, um, oh, what's the name of it? The Sports Bistro. That's one of my new favorites. Uh, it's right off of the interstate on Kingston Pike, um, near where the Highway Patrol Office used to be. Oh, walk-ons. Yes, yes, walk-ons. Yes, Sports that's Bistro. Yes, yes. Yes. Very good. I like yes. walk. I like sitar as well. Have you been to that one in Turkey Creek that has the buffet? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I could eat that. I could live there. I yes. could live there and eat non-bread all, oh, day, their long. Food is all delicious. day long. All day long. All day long. All right. Favorite like bar slash brewery slash pub, like favorite just kind of place to hang. Oh, Julia, I'm old now. I, I don't hang at breweries or bars. <laughs> Every restaurant is a bar. <laughs> the sitar has a really good Taj Mahal. It's a really big beer. <laughs> That's I forgot about that. It's the mm. dang thing. It's like a 40 ounce and it's it works a out. And this yes, yes. Glass. 
It is so classy. Mm-hmm. They're delicious. Yeah. And there again, um, I guess the last time I actually sat at a bar, it was at Walk-Ons. So yeah. I'm going to say Walk-Ons. Walk-Ons is really entertaining. And I've yes. been there a few times now, and I'm very impressed mm-hmm. with their food selection and the their availability of sports. Every, mm-hmm. Sports everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> it, is, it is a very good, it is a good space. All right. Um, let's see. Favorite dessert. Like, in which restaurant has your favorite dessert? Mm, uh, uh, maybe the Cheesecake Factory. I just had their chocolate cherry cheesecake just the other day. <laughs> that was very good. Delicious. Are there any businesses that we forgot to mention and thank? Just, I'd love to give that opportunity for you. Well, um, Tate and Lyle, now known as Premiant, is is a huge supporter of the foundation. They've been in this community for, for years, and um, they have contributed on their own over $100,000 to the Education Foundation. They designate 15000 of that every year as a classroom grant So for math and science. So those are the skills that they need in their plant, and that and they're putting their money where their mouth is. Those are the skills that they're growing in our, in our education system. So I sat next them at the event oh. and I asked because the gentleman because I introduced myself to everybody at the table I said oh, okay who are you here with and he said premium and I was like uh-huh <laughs> and I, didn't, I was just like I didn't know they had changed their name at that time so I was like this must be a really new like I was like uh-huh Mm-mm. I had no idea and then 10 minutes later he was like Tate and Lyle I was like oh uh-huh. so yeah. that is so absolutely fantastic last question if people were to, to visit you out of state out of the country or whatever Where's your special spot that you take people to do anything at all that you think nobody else might know about that people visiting would love to know? Um, Okay, so my in-laws were just in town from England. And so um, I had my day with them that I got to take them to the things that I wanted to do. And the first thing I did was take them to uh, Meadowview Greenhouse and Garden Center. Love it. Absolutely loved it. Love it. And then on the way back, we went to the Painted Tree which is, yeah. Oh man, it is so cool. And yeah. So, and, and they were just, I mean, they could spend days and days and my mother-in-law was like, Oh darling, why didn't you bring me here first? (laughs) And uh, so that's my mother-in-law for you. And, um, and then when my husband gets them, he immediately takes them to Newfound Gap and then over the mountain into North Carolina to see the elk. So I love the elk. (laughs) Thank you for sharing those top secrets. I'm going to start, I'll make sure to put it in your bio. So the businesses get a shout out. Everybody, this is Connect the Knots. I'm your hostess with the mostess, Julia Hurley, connecting Knoxville with the nation. Our guest today was Loudoun County Education Foundation Executive Director. Uh, that is a lot. Michelle Lewis. Michelle, again, thank you so much for taking time out for us today. L-C-E-F-T-N dot org. Thank you so much. Thank you.